Welcome to another episode of Conversation for Change. Today we have Shaun Chatterjee with us. By profession, Shaun is makeup artist, but it does not mean she is limited up to that. Be it writing, video editing, singing, mental health expertise, podcasting, marketing, or anything. Shaun has the solution of all the problems. She is multi-potentialite, that is, a person with different areas of interest in her life. Currently, she is running her two programs, which works on a subscription model. And if you feel like joining, click the link in description. Welcome to the show, Shaun. Hi, Kushi. So let's begin. As a creative professional, what does your day looks like? What challenges you come across? And how do you beat resistance on a daily basis? So I like the word that you used, creative professional. But I think I'll start with the challenges. And you mentioned quite rightly, resistance. Because uh, when you are a creative professional, there are a lot of good days and bad days like you'll have for me personally i'll have a one or two good days and then there'll be a lot of bad days because when i'm productive when i'm working well my resistance just goes all over the place and like i'll take two step forward and one step back every time so i think that's a very very big challenge for me yeah. But uh, what my good day would look like essentially is like I get up in the morning. Um, I try to get up by nine or so on a on a good day. Like that's the goal for every day. But uh, on a good day, if I'm up by nine, and then the first thing I do in the morning is uh, set my bed. I think that uh, I read that somewhere, and I think that gives a lot of uh, it just gives an anchor to your day because you have done, you've accomplished one small task and your day just becomes 10 times better. And then I'll just uh, set my room a little. Um, I'll just like set my curtains, open my curtains, set my table up. And then uh, I take some time out to journal Mm -hmm. and plan my day and journal my emotions, write down things I'm grateful for, practice some affirmations, then I'll uh, do my skincare routine. And then I think I sit down to work. Um, during that time, I also try to read a little from uh, The War of Art, the book I'm currently reading. And on some days, I also like to uh, listen to some podcasts. So that, I think, sets the tone for my day. And then I get down to work. You mentioned that you also do that journaling and your dailies. Can you tell me the importance of doing that on a regular basis? So uh, journaling and like I do my journal daily and uh, at least I try to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there are good days and bad days, but I try to do my journal daily. And one of the major things that helps me uh, with journaling is that I have a space to practice gratitude and have a space to like acknowledge my wins and losses like acknowledge my emotions and 
you know, I have the section which I call uh, small victories. And throughout for every week, I just write tiny accomplishments. I did this this week. You know, I got through the week and then I track how much sleep I'm getting and how consistent I've been with activities and, you know, other habits that I'm trying to inculcate. And especially with gratitude, just taking out that five to 10 minutes in a day to uh, thank the universe and, you know, for everything that you, that you have. Uh, I think that helps you stay very humble and you know it brings back your homeostasis like if you're having a very bad day mm. taking that five ten minutes out to tune into your emotions and see why you're feeling the way like acknowledging how you're feeling and then seeing why you are feeling the way you're feeling and then just finding some small thing to be thankful for in that day because at the end of the day we are privileged you know we have a roof over our heads we have so like we do have a like I personally I have such great friends I have this uh, the passionately curious community and I have such amazing opportunities I have amazing mentors so even in a bad day just having that space to show my gratitude to the universe I think that just helps me find that anchor to get back to work the next day and not just go spiraling into resistance yeah I totally agree with you. And there is also this Lana that whatever work you do, the hard work you put in, it will definitely come back to you. And the results are obviously, you must be knowing better than, okay. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think it's there in War of Art that um, when you have resistance and you, when you work in the face of resistance, when you continue to work, the opposite of resistance being assistance yeah. from the universe. I think that shows up when you continue to do your work. The universe offers up new opportunities and new connections and links in ways that you didn't expect. Like doors will open for you when you stay put and do your work. I think that's a very important thing. And and especially on the bad days, right? Like you need to have that anchor to get through the day. So that's where I think all of this comes in. Yeah. And in War of Art, he also talks about uh, the importance of trusting the process. Like initially as a creative professional, uh, there is no one to clap for you who is waiting for your work. But when you, like, then you have to ship your work no matter what. How do you beat that? Like you were shipping and so, doing your work. How do you do that? So uh, what I think, I disagree. It's not initially. Initially, when you start as a creative professional, there is a lot of appraisal. There is a lot of initial applaud from those around you. Oh, you wrote a blog. Oh, you started a podcast. Oh, you did this. Oh, you're, you know, congratulations. So happy for you. I think there's a lot of initial applaud there. But when I think the hardest part is staying put when the initial applaud stop ringing. Because there is the, I think, uh, Seth Gordon talks about this in the depth. So there is the initial rise. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, all the positive reinforcements 
they start diminishing you know people are like oh okay another blog like people get used to another piece of content another video another blog another song yeah people get used to it and then the novelty of the work that you do dies out so i think the hardest part is surviving through that and just living through it and just putting the work in regardless of yeah like to survive that dip and then go back because if you don't do that like that's the most tempting point to quit when the initial applause stop ringing right so i think there's that and if you were asking me i have a uh, quit previously like uh when i first started becoming like when i first started on my content creation journey initially after the first few tries when when the upload stopped ringing i did think of giving up and i did do that like i ran away briefly but uh now the thing is now the reason that i continue is that if it if i don't mm-hmm. then matlab like i had a i had a rise and i had a dip yeah and now again if i'm rising then i do not want to go back to feeling the way i felt when i ran away because i felt like i started something and i failed at it so yeah. i think it's just keeping your head in the game and keeping your head down and just doing the work because like i don't want to fail at it Yeah. so if i want to succeed regardless of if people are praising regardless of if it matters it's not for people the creative work it's for me so when the first initial applauds and appraisals stop ringing even after that you need to continue to do the work because it's for you yeah you need to cross that dip right yeah exactly okay so as a content creator you must be knowing this very rightly the social media culture around us makes us believe that everything is perfect in the world but as a creator you do you do also feel like you should accept yourself the way you are and your imperfections also and you should be okay with them right yeah what so you- uh yeah uh, finish your question so what do you think like we should be okay right and how do you manage this to just showcase your perfections and hide them whatever imperfections you have yeah so yeah you said it spot on like uh, the internet is uh, in many ways obsessed with perfection humans in general are very obsessed with perfection and like we see that being fed to us with by the media all around us like when if we talk about makeup or skin yeah. you know we have this very set notions of what good skin should look like like it should be clear and blemish free and preferably white and yeah. you know just all of those things and you know girls should not have body hair and we should not have cellulite and you know good hair looks like this and good body looks like this and being fit looks like this and i think social media has a very big role to play in just uh, perpetuating these notions yeah. 
So, but I think recently a lot of content creators are trying to break that and just showing up as the real selves. Like even when I'm putting out content there, when it's not perfect, like maybe the lighting's not right, which is making my scars look darker. I feel very conscious. But uh, I think drawing that line between, you know, some certain degree of editing of maybe lighting of, you know, extra effects so certain degree of it is okay i believe but i think it shouldn't be like we need to have that space to acknowledge that it is edited and it's not uh like what reality so like with makeup uh a lot of people believe like when you are putting your makeup on your skin should look flawless right there should not be any blemishes like your pores should not be visible like your skin should look as smooth as a baby's butt but yeah but I think like no matter how much um how many layers you have or how much how perfect your blending is your spores your skin is gonna weep through and I think that's very important to acknowledge so I think that is the thing that I do through my course like with my students I make it a point to you know remind them time and again that you know, imperfect is, okay, imperfect is real. Like, perfectionism is a mirage that we are chasing in the desert because real people, real bodies, real beauty is imperfect. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are humans, right? Absolutely. And we are humans and we are flawed and we are, you know, just beautifully imperfect. And I think that's, that's, the best part of being human yeah and Sean you have also launched your programs in which you you teach how to do a makeup and you have this mm-hmm. space also where people take yeah. out their um, anxiety and all the problems they have can you tell us about that mm-hmm. how it works your programs mm-hmm. both of them yeah first tell me the makeup okay program. so uh okay so for my, uh, like, I call it the Makeup 101 Club. Um, it's it's basically just, for me, makeup has been about self-expression. Makeup has been about uh, just taking out my creativity and just feeling like my best self. Because something that I truly, truly believe in is that when you look good, mm-hmm. you feel good. Like, and it's very important for us to be in love with the, like, if not madly in love, maybe at least in a neutral place with the reflection that we see in the mirror. So makeup is just one of the ways that I um, personally was able to do that with, with myself. And through my seven, eight years of journey with makeup, where every day I learned um, makeup by myself, like I'm a self-taught makeup artist. So like that journey, and I really want others to feel comfortable on that journey because I feel like there's a lot of shame that's attached to makeup because, you know, and shame and myths and 
skewed notions ke like you know makeup is only for certain reasons and like it's for you know people who like girls who are putting on makeup are doing it for guys or something like that and like it's for other people and it's to please other people and it's a it's a mask and it's not real you and it's an illusion and what not so there are a lot of negative connotations attached with makeup yeah. and i don't believe in any of those and i just want to start just helping people helping more and more people see that the see the beauty that is in them already so makeup is just it just helps you highlight your best features more yeah without changing who you are it gives you that confidence to put your best face forward and i think the biggest benefit of the makeup one one club has been that it acts as a space for makeup therapy for people where you're just sitting and you're just um doing your makeup and you're chit-chatting you're talking about life and like other things while learning makeup while taking a sweet time to blend so i think having that space in the week has been really really helpful for a lot of my students because it just helps you know form even deeper bonds both with yourself and with other people around you so that's about the makeup one one club um as a, coming to the safe one more thing i want to add that as your student i was yeah. able to feel that space how you empathize with all of us and i know it was online but still i was able to do makeup now yeah that thing and i can't tell you how proud i am of you especially because you had that uh spark to learn so you were very excited like you were scared but you wanted to learn and you were there in the absorbing mindset and because of that i think how fast you could like adapt to things and learn things and just you know you can see the change in yourself yeah exactly with the with the confidence that makeup adds to you so i think that as a success story it just makes me very very happy and like just seeing other people feel good feel um confident and feel amazing in their own skin and just be able to you know be their most beautiful badass self yeah excuse exactly. my french but yeah i think that's uh that's that's a that's a really amazing feeling for me yeah, a really true. fulfilling feeling and yeah you were asking about the safe space yeah. program so uh with the safe space my basic intent has been that you know there's a lot of things that happen in our day to day life that goes unacknowledged and unnoticed and sometimes there are triggers and sometimes there are emotions that we forget to acknowledge in a week yeah so and we need a lot of lot more conversations around mental health that isn't necessarily limited to seeking therapy right. and i have my i did my undergraduate in psychology so i do understand the importance of psychology and mental health but the goal with the sessions was that like before we need therapy mm-hmm. before our daily life um day to day struggles are bad enough that we need to seek professional help can we have a space where we can acknowledge our mental health where we can talk about emotions where we can 
you know, cry freely and laugh freely and talk about the things that, you know, really annoys us and just, you know, just talk about the challenges that we are facing. Just, and more than talk, just listen to others and just be able to uh, share our, like have this emotional connect with our own emotions, like our own inner self that we keep running from. I think there's a lot of shame associated in society, like with emotions, with expressions. So just being in touch with ourselves and more than talk, just being able to listen to other people's experiences where we find that thread of commonality that, you know, um, if we are going through this or if we are experiencing this, if we feel stressed, we are not the only one feeling this way. And there are other people who have bad days and bad weeks and bad months who are not feeling as productive, who are feeling, who are feeling maybe like who are not feeling good enough. So just to find that support. So it's like a support group, but for just our general life experiences, because it just, I think we can never have enough of those things and enough of such spaces at the moment. Even we have this stigma in our society. Like if I say now that we want some mental health therapy, so they call call us as um, as a mad or mentally challenged person but it is important i mm. i think it is very important absolutely like there's so much stigma involved in society like from society's side like and i think we make up society so it's very important for us to be able to change the narrative and change the conversation so if there are 10 people in each of my workshops and, you know, we are sitting and talking about, I think those 10 people can go ahead and influence five more people and that makes 50 people and those five people would take the influence forward. So I think create, like, we talk a lot about like society is so and society says this and society does this, but I think change begins at home. And if we can, if I can create a space to talk about these things, I think that would have a rippling effect on other people's life where they can just like if I can help 10 people accept their emotions maybe they can create that space for five more people where you know the next time their friend is feeling a certain way maybe they'll be able to say like it's okay if you're feeling sad it's okay if you want to cry it's okay if you are feeling emotional like it's okay to feel and it's okay to have a bad day and I think that can take that positivity forward because you we can't change society overnight, but maybe we can start with one person. So I think that's the basic idea behind the program. It is so true and it, it can be a life-changing for you. Right. It, it really, it gives me so much, like, I'm not like, much of what uh, TSS is has been drawn from my life. Um, as a child, I, I was always uh, told that I was, you know, too emotional and too sensitive. And, you know, I, I used to feel deeply and I used to cry easily and I used to be shamed for crying in general. So, like, you know, why are you such a crybaby? You know, why are you so emotional? Why are you so touchy? Well, you know, such things are just very casually thrown at you. 
but um, me being an empath i think i have always been so and i just never uh, let society change that and take that away from me and just be like you know i thought of it i thought of hardening up i thought of just being you know putting on a shell and just not caring and just not showing emotions because you know that's what everyone seemed to want but then somewhere i realized that what i have the ability to feel deeply i think it's a it's a very brave thing yeah and it's a very mm-hmm. scary thing yeah so if i can just hold on you know show the light to maybe a few more people and tell them if i can just make a few more people feel that it's okay to emote yeah i think that just gives me so so much happiness and so much purpose and yeah it just it just feels really really fulfilling yeah i'm like my eyes are lit up listening to your stories even i also feel some days like there are bad days even in, in everybody's life okay so anyways can you name few people who inspire you the most um well from off the top of my head uh the pickup artist like uh, i'm just in love with with her whole vibe her aesthetic her her spirit and you know everything that she stands for um michelle obama again her whole spirit and everything that she stands for i think uh even emma watson so like as a young like as a teenager when i was growing up seeing such people you know talk of feminism and such strong female idols in the media i think that just helped so much uh in helping me just understand what feminism meant and figuring out what feminism meant to me so just like i think that has helped a lot in my journey so those are people who would inspire me in that sense um other than that uh, my mentor saurabh sarmitar he's like um i don't i wouldn't have words for him yeah yeah but he has he has um i think everything that i have achieved in the past one year can be attributed to him and him just believing in me Yeah. Mm. and no having this there. unwavering yeah. exactly yeah. just believing in me and believing in my potential and telling me that i was more than what my mind had me to believe yeah and just having that unwavering faith in me when even i didn't have that faith in myself yeah so i think to be that beacon of hope and light in other people's life i think that's a very important thing and mm-hmm. uh, i think that is a journey that i definitely need to like that's a role that i would love to have in other people's life that's amazing um so <laughs> you you also prepared for mba and like uh, you have been to a place where i am currently so what will the pieces of advice you would like to give to a 20 year old Hmm. Um 
like we have now all these confusions peer pressure what to do you have to think yeah we, yeah what would our advice i'd give to a 20 year old hmm. don't 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 take life so seriously it's okay it's okay it's okay if you fail it's okay if you don't get it in the first try it's okay if things don't go according to plan when i was 20 covid started <laughs> every plan went out of the window so yeah sometimes plans don't go accordingly and sometimes life just surprises you and you know things happen and you know there'll be highs and there'll be lows and just there'll be days that you just wish that you know the day would just end and you know for most 20 years would probably be in college so you'd be like you know you'd feel like college is the worst of all and just like you can't wait to get out of college like every situation every tough situation that you're in you wouldn't you know it would it's always like i can't wait to get out of it but once you do two things happen one you miss the situation you were in and two you hate the new situation that you are in yeah. so after college if you're in a if you're doing post grad if you're doing um if you're in a job whatever you're doing i think we just constantly just can't wait to get out of the situation that we are in and i think that's been true since our childhood days we we couldn't first we couldn't wait to grow up and now we couldn't wait to get into a job and you know then we couldn't wait to get in like but i think that's important wait take in the time you know you're living your best years take every opportunity that you can you know if a, if you have a deadline you know and a friend calls you up to meet try that you finish your work and you go meet that friend you know take your opportunities take your chances because you don't know like you really can't say what what tomorrow holds so like yeah go out meet people do things that make you happy find time for your hobbies just just aggressively find time for yourself you know read write sing draw do whatever that makes you happy just don't be so serious and rigid that you know this is who i am and this is what my life is all about because i think that time will come to 20 is not the time for that take your chances experiment go wild okay but uh with the limits <laughs> of course i don't want parents coming at me but uh just just do things that make you happy and find more time for your happiness i think that's very important yeah that's great i have also took the note of few advices and so tell me do we need to first find our passion and then start working on it or should we take up the small projects and work on them how do we do that i think passion is overrated and oversold to us you know we have this idea that you know once we are going to find our passion then you know it's just going to be this amazing epiphany and then this you know we'll have a eureka moment and you know life would just magically sort itself out but i don't think it works that way and i unlike what bollywood have would have us believe you don't find it on worldwide trips where you suddenly find your passion yeah i think you just got to create 
and you know do your work and do creative work and do things that make you happy and i think somewhere along the line when you're doing things that make you happy you do find your passion and things that you you cannot discover things that you're passionate about if you keep running away from everything that might just take your time yeah so do some projects do things on a whim just try out different things and you never know what might just click for you what you might discover your passion in yeah i think that's that's very important that's great okay and tell me one more thing where do you see yourself in the next 5 years in terms of your career profession and everything uh the classic interview question <laughs> um honestly i don't know and i think that's the best part yeah i don't know where i would be in 6 months time let alone 5 years and i think that's i'm only 22 and i think that's the best part yeah there are things that i hope and wish for but i'm trying to plan as little as possible and only the essential thing that i do have dreams i do have goals i do want you know with start at the moment start with financial independence yeah but uh, apart from that in 5 years time you know recently i've just i'm just trying to not be so rigid and just let life surprise me. yeah so where do i see myself in 5 years time you you'd have to like come back and ask me in 5 years time <laughs> yeah you should be ready to accept the challenges and surprises which life puts on you yeah right exactly no plan so from- if you're asking me yeah. where will i be in 5 years time come back to me in 5 years time ah that's the best answer <laughs> okay thank you so much shaun for being on my today's podcast and i really enjoyed our conversation and i'm looking forward to have more conversations with you thank you so much thank you so much kushi for having me um it's it's been a pleasure and i think uh again the what i said if i can just put out that beacon of hope for one more person through your podcast through your podcast i think that would be more than enough for me so the pleasure has been all mine and i'm super glad to be here so yeah i look forward to the next time thank you